0: So I wanted to use this platform to talk about it more. I know a lot of people are doing this. There's people who are doing a great job at putting a voice to these situations. If this helps in any way, I'm there for it. Hi everyone and welcome to non-traditional Headspace, or NTH, like I also like to call it. My name is Denise, and this is the very first episode. So please, please, please be gentle and understanding, because this is the very first time I'm doing this. And once you go online, I guess it's official, right? I'm going to be looking a little bit at my phone. I just have some notes here to make sure that I get all my points across. But thank you. Thank you for joining today, and I hope that you are excited as I am to start this new journey and share a lot of things together. Being the first episode, this is going to be more about giving you a briefing of who I am, what motivated me to do this, and why it is important for you to stay tuned for the next upcoming episodes. Today, I would like to focus and mention about the personal journey and beliefs that I have a little bit more in deeply. So you're going to be listening to very deep topics, but that doesn't mean we're going to be so serious about it, right? I want to bring a light air to it to open up your minds and open up that channel for you to feel comfortable and share this with me. Now, the motivation for me to start this podcast has to do a lot with this, trying to connect with others, share experiences. And that desire has been haunting me for a while now. And because I'm going through a lot of things personally, I think it has brought a bigger interest in me to do this because I actually realized that a lot of people that I reached out, which are close friends or even family, I pitch out the idea, but they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, you should do it. Or maybe we should do it. But nobody really did anything about it. I have this feeling that I want to do it. And I hope that it comes across the right way. I'm so excited about it. I feel like I have a lot to share and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are going to be able to relate because of the age range because of the situations that I'm going to be mentioning that are similar or ring the bell to so many people out there that might just be afraid of talking about it. And that specific word, fear, I think we have to just take a pause and talk about it a little bit louder, you know, what the word fear brings behind it. Because a lot of us just say, oh, you're afraid of something? It's more related to physical fear about something that can happen to you. You do something like a physical action, the reaction to it, right? Like you might get hurt, but no, there's fear for consequences that have to do with things that will hurt you emotionally. And also the mind, it can play tricks with your mind. So there's a lot of things that have to do with this word. You're going to hear it come up more and more, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a wrong thing. I think we should embrace it, talk about it, discuss it, but again, all of this has to do with the motivation behind me doing this. For those of you who are watching, you can see me and you can deduct from just looking at me that I am not quite white and I am also not quite a uh, you know colored person so Yeah. Where am I from? And what is my background? Now, I am from Latin America, specifically born in Honduras, Central America, which I know is a country that a lot of people don't even know where it is. Okay. I get this a lot. I have had the opportunity to travel a lot because of life circumstances. And I meet other people and they ask, where are you from? And then you answer, normally, oh, I'm from Honduras. And they're like, oh, Honduras. Yeah, yeah. And they probably don't even know where it is, which is funny. And there's no judgment behind it, not knowing, you know, I don't judge them for that. But it would be nice if they were a little bit more interested. Some people are interested. They start asking more questions. They, they want to know where it's located. Some owners just make the quickest assumption they can, and they say, oh, right, it's right next to Mexico, right? Or it's, ah, it's close to Colombia, right? And no, I'm sorry, it's not, right? It's not. It's right in the center of Central America. Hey, but today's episode, it's not about geography, so I'm not going to just continue talking about that too much. But yes, I'm from Honduras, so my Latin roots are going to be pretty obvious through the podcast too and how that also connects with a lot of things that I'm going to be talking about because I relate to it a lot because I spend most of my time where I'm from. I'm going to be discussing things and topics that are going to be mostly related to what I know. Now, this has to do a lot with the things that I'm going to talk about my upbringing in Honduras, which is my home country. And of course, I would like to talk about my age, I wouldn't like to disclose right away in this episode what my age is, because there's time for this, right? To talk about my age. But I will tell you, I am in my late 30s and I am almost hitting my 40s or approaching 40, right? And this age is not so easy because I cannot deny that I do feel a little old if I compare myself to younger generations and all that they're going through so fast, so quickly compared to what I went through. But I feel like this is something that all generations go through, right? Our parents have this age gap between you and your parents. And it's obvious that they went through things that we had the opportunity or the, not opportunity, but instead the bad luck of having going through these things because we're exposed to more things. So of course, Me as a millennial, I am an early millennial, not a late one. So of course, I think my upbringing and my roots in terms of generations are mostly on the old school side of it, being a millennial. So I have a lot of things that if you are a millennial, you can relate with me. And they're going to come up, I'm sure. Now, because I am this age... It has to do a lot with me approaching 40 and the ongoing quest of defining life purpose. Now, this is difficult for me because I wouldn't like to admit this here openly for everybody else to see, but I'm not even scared anymore, you know, of saying, or I'm not even ashamed of admitting it anymore. Like, yes, I'm almost 40 and I still haven't found my life purpose That's the truth. I still have this quest of wanting to know what is my life purpose? What is my calling? What is the fate, the destiny that I have lined up for me? What is that path that I need to follow? And you know what? I read a lot. I know that a lot of people who are my age or somewhere in between, like older or younger, or just in my same age, are going through this. A lot of people go throughout their life without knowing what that is, the personal legend. And this is a concept that I like to use because I relate to it completely. And if you have heard it, of course, you have heard it from the same place that I'm getting it from, which is my favorite book of all time and a lot of other people's favorite book of all time, because it's a very famous book very famous author. And I promise it's not a cliche. It's not a cliche because I really resonate to that book. Everything that has to do with what I'm looking for in life. And I actually read this book every year. And there's been times that I have even gone back to it twice a year, if necessary. And you know what? Every time I go back to it, I learn something new or I get reminded of things that I tend to forget because negativity or life struggles overwhelm me. And I'm just all the time thinking too much about overthinking stuff. And this is a trait I think about millennials. And for anyone who cares about zodiac signs, I'm a Capricorn. So you can make your conclusions from that, from the people who believe in astrology. I kind of do a little bit. I think that they have it all figured out in certain traits. Some things, I just don't think they're true. But anyway, going back. So I was talking about this book that mentions the concept personal legend, right? And what is the book? Well, it's the famous book, Paulo Coelho, The Alchemist. I love it. And I think this is going to be interesting too, because I think this is something that I can bring up in the podcast as well, which is sharing books that people like to read, what they... Their take is on them. What have they learned from them, or what is the extracts that we have gotten out of each book that are interesting? And especially if uh, we get to have uh, interesting people joining as uh, invites in the podcast, that's going to be interesting to know what they read and what do they learn from it. Of course, I'm going to be sharing what I like to read <laughs> because I like to read a lot. Like I said, now this is going to bring me to the second segment. The first one was to give you a brief introduction of who I was. This second segment or second chapter, however we want to call it, I'll call it segment for now, is me leaving home. I just told you I'm from Honduras, right? Central America. I was brought up there for almost my entire life. So you would think, oh, but then you haven't seen enough. True, I haven't seen enough, perhaps, but I've seen more than a lot of people from my own country have not seen. So this, puts me, I think, in a position which I can share because if this helps somebody that is trying to get out and see new things, this might help. So why not? I lived there my entire childhood, which was beautiful. Those were, I can tell you now, the best years of my life, my childhood. I love my childhood. I have been doing a little bit of therapy and coaching which I think is pretty healthy to do. For those of you who have not considered it, you should. It's okay. It's not cuckoo on the nest, okay, to see someone, by the way. The best memories that I have gone back to when I'm doing this type of therapy or coaching sessions takes me back to the childhood, which means I had a very good childhood. Like I cannot remember of one of the happiest moments in my life that is not related to my childhood. So I was brought up there lived there my entire childhood, even my teenage years as an adolescent as well. And then I stayed there for up to my mid-20s, which is when I left. Now, because I'm telling you all of this, that I'm from Honduras, I lived a lot of time there, you probably think at this point, okay, so you speak Spanish, why aren't you doing this podcast in Spanish? Honest response to that would be, I think... I personally thought about this a lot. There's a few reasons why, actually. Number one, the person who is helping me behind the scenes, so a shout out to her, helping me edit my episodes and my whole layout here. She can only do it in English because she speaks English. She's actually from Asia, which is so awesome that I can connect with people from other places that can help you out with these things. It's just You start creating connections and that's wonderful. So she couldn't do it in Spanish, of course. So I had to understand that the only way that I could do it for now was in English. I'm not closing the door to ever doing something in Spanish. Of course, I love my roots. I have nothing to be ashamed of it. So that's not the point, okay? If you're going to come against me because I'm not doing it in Spanish, don't even try. I'm really proud of being from where I'm from. So don't even try it. Now, I have to say that another reason why I didn't do it in Spanish is because I thought about it. And I think that the reach that I can have for now also, being that the platforms are very well put up together, the whole broadcasting is also very well put together for English speakers. And I think it's going to make it easier to get the word across for now in English. And I want to really get the word across in many topics. So I will do it in English. And of course, I know a lot of people who are in a similar situation like I am, which is they left their home country, which is somewhere in Latin America. And they had to leave because they needed to or because it was the best move they had to make. And they can share experiences because they speak English. So I'm going to bring this type of people in so we can share what it is, and this is one of the segments that I have. So hold on, and I'm going to go a little bit more profound into that. Again, I told you that I'm from Honduras, but I left at some point. I left in my mid-20s. I'm an adult now at this point. But you know what? I was like a late adult in many things. Like, if you ask like a 25-year-old now, in this time, they have gone through so many things compared to what I had done back then, in terms of experiencing relationships, experiencing leaving the household, they're more independent, which I like about the new generations. They're a little bit more independent and they just don't care about a lot of things. And that gives them this empowerment of just not being afraid of doing things because they don't feel like they need to respect so many things that are put into us because. You have to follow the rules and because society dictates that this is how you have to do things. Otherwise, you're not going to succeed in life. I was afraid of judgment when I was younger. And I think that marked a lot of the things I did or a lot of the things I did not do before I was older. And I'll share with you this, of course, later. But it has to do with relationships, for instance, like I didn't experience a lot of things until I was in my 30s, mostly. This brings a lot of highlights when it comes to challenges and sacrifices that I had to make when I decided to leave, because I don't think that anyone really wants to leave their home country, if you know what I'm saying. Like, I don't feel like there's people who just say, oh, yeah, I want to leave because I hate this country. And it gets a lot to take somebody to say that there's probably people that do say these things, but if you dig a little bit, why are they coming so harsh or so strong with these comments? It's because something happened and we need to like dig in deeper to understand why would they say something like that. In my case, I last because of personal reasons, but mostly had to do with career purposes. So I landed in a company that is a multinational. It's in the Forbes list. It's in more than 126 countries. I said, this is the opportunity that I've been waiting for to get out, to experience new things. That's why I studied this career, international commerce, because I want to go out. I want to meet people. Like I even wrote it down. So I know that happened because I manifested it and I got that chance to move. And I am so surprised if I look back now, how it really perfectly matched. In timing, because I had been going through a lot before that opportunity, like the two years prior to me living, I was in a roller coaster of emotions. I had gone through the lowest, and I'm really serious when I say this—the lowest point in my life. And I'm going to share this with you later on for sure. And I had the opportunity to disconnect by leaving, but like I said, this brought challenges. And this also meant a sacrifice for me, right? Imagine I was living in my mid twenties, which means that's all I knew for 20 plus years. And I was used to people around me, friends, groups, family. You know, if you're from Latin America, you will understand this very well. Family is very close in Latin America. Your ties to your family are strong. I was like a little bit uh, overwhelmed about leaving, but at the same time, I was excited. And I think the age had to do a lot with it too. Like in that moment, I felt like, okay, I'm ready. Okay, if if it's not now, then when? It helped me to disconnect from that emotional trauma that I had, but it also helped me grow in my career, which I'm very thankful for. The company, I thank them for the opportunities they opened because they did. And I was able to, make my welfare of traveling because of the job positions that I got with them and the movements. So after I moved that from Honduras then, it's silly if you ask me where, but I moved to the country next to Honduras and you would say, okay, then that's not a big deal. I'm sure that a lot of things were similar. Yeah, you're right. But I didn't have anyone there. I was moving to a new place. It was the very first time that I was seriously leaving my country because I had left for a a few months before for job purposes, but not like this. Like immersing in a new culture because even though they're next to each other, geographically, things change. Like customs change. Like a lot of things that you think that they do, you say like, why are they doing things like this? Like, I don't think it's normal, but it's cultures. And I think that was one of the best decisions that I've ever made. I'm not going to say the contrary. And again, I thank the company that allowed me to do this. But this is one of the reasons why I wanted to share this with you, because these difficulties that I went through, leaving my comfort zone, and of course, the fear of judgment that I had in those moments of what will people think of me by leaving? Are they going to talk to me ever again? Like I'm going to lose my relationships. And yeah, when you're old, you're going to understand that it's meant to be that way, right? people move on in general. And we have to understand this. Like we don't like to understand this, but it is life. Some people have a hard time of letting go. That is another thing. So I left my home country and I told you that I had the opportunity with this company, which I am now going through a situation that's back and forth, back and forth. I think that I have so many things to share from the corporate aspect of things that what I have gone through in the corporate world, that is one of the reasons why I did this podcast too. I want to relate to people who want to be open about their experiences in this multinational monsters, corporate world, companies that keep so many things under the rug and so many people are afraid to speak out because it's of course, brings a lot of baggage with it if you open yourself to talk and have these discussions without having consequences, which we know most likely there will be. Problem is, I'm not afraid of it anymore (laughs) at this point. If you're willing to talk about it, then you send me a message and we can have very nice discussions about it. Now, why am I saying all of these? Because right now I'm going through something very interesting, which is that fear of judgment. Right now, I'm afraid of judgment because I have considered quitting my job. Oh yeah, that job that a lot of people who know me might say, oh, but you have a very good job. Why would you want to quit? As all humans, we're never 100% happy with what we have. And there's a reason why I'm not happy. Of course, I can break it down. I'm not content anymore. I think the cycle is over. That's what I feel like. Deep down in my gut, it's telling me, just move on. Because it's not going to get any better at this point. Like I was so disconnected after the pandemic. I really suffered during the pandemic and after. And I could see the ugliness of a lot of people after it too. I started to just see ugliness, like really. And people just, you know, that very popular saying, which is when people show you who they are, believe them. I started to believe that a lot because a lot of people started showing who they really were to me and i don't think i want to spend the rest of my life doing that with those people so that's why but i really dislike my job right now i am not saying that i can find something better and that everything else is going to be the same i would have to experience something new and then i can give an opinion about that i want to clock out it's not easy though being who i am with the background that i just told you about Being an early millennial, which is old school mentality, you've been told the entire life like you need to work hard. You cannot let go of something unless you have something sure on the other end. And are you sure that you want to do that? You have built a career with that company. You have your resume. This is your backup. Remember about references. I think I'm going too deep into this. we got time for this in other episodes. So yeah, chapter three. The corrupted home country. So yeah, I told you I'm from Honduras. And in simple words, and not with the intention to hurt anyone, yes, Honduras is a damn corrupt country. And it hurts to be saying this, but it's the truth. And sometimes, as we know, the truth hurts. It is a damn corrupted country. Talking about Honduras being this way and how I had to leave uh, for good reasons, I don't feel like I want to go there now, if you ask me. I had somebody ask me this during the weekend. Do you ever consider going back now? And I say, honestly, now that you're asking, I would totally say no. I have really nothing to go back to in particular, other than my family and a few friends, of course. But then other than that, like just thinking about leaving there and trying to make a life there with all the struggles that I know that come with that. No, it's just F stop. And yet this is not that clean of a podcast. I'm going to be cursing a lot later on, probably. But today, because it's the first episode, I'm trying to keep it light. There's a disillusionment when I'm talking about Honduras lately because it's my home country, but due to corruption, it's just rotten. And they're so far behind in many things at this point because of people who have made sure that it is that way. And it's so sad. But this, when it comes to personal relationship with that feeling of not wanting to go back to the home country where I grew up, has to do a lot because I had entrepreneurial intentions at some point. Before I left, even when I was abroad, I tried to build something there like a business and they killed it. You know, there were so many barriers. There were so many brick walls on the way. And this is not even bureaucracy. I'm talking about corruption. You know, you have to pay something, someone, you have to owe favors to someone. You have to have someone help you because they have a Connection, but not the good type of connection, like corrupt connection with something or someone, you know, under the table. And no, no, the hell, no, I was not going to do it. So I said, you know what? F it, I'm out. I even created names for societies that I wanted to create there. I think I have still one that is open because I wish I could do something one day. I still have not closed the door completely to that idea. But for now, it's locked, okay? It's done. So there's a disillusionment with that. But the intention also for this podcast to exist is to be a platform, to voice, to voice these experiences and opinions regarding situations like countries like Honduras or Latin America or any other country in the world where people are going through this, because this happens everywhere to different levels, you know, corruption is everywhere, men are greedy and selfish. And that is the root of everything that is wrong with humanity, selfishness of human beings. So I wanted to use this platform to talk about it more. I know a lot of people are doing this. There's people who are doing a great job at putting a voice to these situations. If this helps in any way, I'm there for it, okay? So, because I do feel like emphasizing the importance of addressing these issues will bring up people sharing their perspectives and how they have been able to face adversity and find solutions to it jointly. I don't know. I just feel that it's going to be interesting to listen to people who can, again, relate after all. Chapter four, cultural shock. Cultural shock with what? You already said you moved, okay, but yeah, I moved next to Honduras, and after that, I moved to another country, and after that, I moved to another country. So where am I now? I'm in France, Europe, at this moment, so I want to share a little bit about that too in this podcast. I want to share about what that cultural shock of moving abroad, and specifically when you're moving yet to the other side of the world, which is completely different. I have encountered a lot of cultural shock with this movement this time around, and it has not been easy at all. Like I have to admit, remember I told you that lowest point in my life? This is very close to where it was back then. So I think that should say a lot about how hard it has been for me. You know, I want to talk about addressing the feelings that I've had about racial and cultural discrimination while acknowledging the hesitance that I have because I do not want to put a like blank label on it about using these factors as excuses, which is something that I also have discussed with certain people and they say, oh, I think you're playing the victim. That's what they say. I think you're using that to play the victim a little bit, or I think you're misinterpreting certain things that you're probably just, because there's so many movements these days and it's so common that people play the race card or discrimination card. No, no. Not the case, because anyone who knows me, too, knows that I try to avoid portraying myself as a victim. I'm not that type of person, honestly. I actually come across as a very tough person with a tough personality. This is very vulnerable for me to be saying, too, because a lot of people who know me wouldn't think that I have these struggles and these difficulties, but I do, you know? I've had, and the honest thing to say is that it hasn't been easy adapting to this particular place that I'm talking about. And nothing to go against a country in particular or their people, but I think it would be interesting just to hear other people's experiences because, yeah, I'm in France, and a lot of people say, "Oh, France, you know, yeah, 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 the love language country, blah, 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 macaroons, crepes," which they don't really relate them as being. Quite French, and the Eiffel Tower, and it's all about Paris. When you talk about France outside, I have to break it through and say no, it has not been that beautiful experience for me. It's actually been quite hard. It's just hard because I'm adapting to a new environment, and it's not easy. Like a lot of things that have gone down, just tell me a lot of about people in general that confirm a lot of things that I. Thought about humans, but honestly, I think we can talk about this more. Like, I want to hear it from others, you know, moving abroad, having a difficulty to adapt somewhere. I'm all in for that too. I would love to hear it. Now, chapter five, the quest for purpose continues. And yes, it does. And it will continue because like I told you at the beginning, that purpose, I still haven't found it. I want to, though, because I have this strong desire to find meaningful work when it comes to doing a job. I think not everybody aspires to have independent entrepreneurial success. Some people just want a job. I don't even know what I want. If I want to do something solo, I think I do. But I'm not quite sure because I also have that fear about what is the best thing to do because it's very safe to have a job that pays you regularly, a regular income. But if something goes wrong, it goes wrong. It goes really south if you lose your job, right? So these are the things that we need to discuss a little bit, I think more. But I want to talk about this and the outgoing and ongoing struggle to discover that true calling or personal legend, like I told you, I like to call it. And the apprehensions that I have about, for example, not excelling at something in particular, I wish I could have it all clear out like so many people do. I admire that. And in some small way, I can say that I even envy that from people who have it clear since they're younger. They want to study medicine, so they study medicine, or they want to do pediatrics, so they study medicine, or they want to be a lawyer, when they want to be a physicist, a chemist, an engineer because they want to design things or they want to build things, they seem to have it more clear. I wish I could be so clear in my mind to know, oh, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life and just have fun doing it. Unfortunately, I cannot say that for now. So I wish I could find that thing that I can identify to be what will bring me that satisfaction and fulfillment which is something I think all humans look for, right? When you're satisfied and fulfilled in life. Of course, I also want to tie that up with making a positive impact and just leaving a meaningful legacy behind, which those are big words, right? And I know that there's this talk about, well, you can do something good just by being a good person. Yes, I agree 100%. But there's so many other things that we aspire for, as each person, and I want to know about what motivates other people, what is that thing that other people consider could be something that they are doing that brings an impact or a meaningful legacy. And this brings me to the next chapter, open conversations. I think I have been quite clear throughout this time that I've been speaking about how many open conversations I want to have about different topics, so yeah. I want to talk about everything, a little bit of everything, social issues, politics, everyday struggles, the prevalence, for instance, of pretentious behavior in social media and why it is important to keep uh, authentic, encourage, of course, all of the listeners and people who are watching the podcast to share the stories, your own stories and perspectives on things. And with this, talk about things like life choices, commitment. I told you I was hitting my 40s and there's a lot of topics that can be attached to that. For example, when I say life choices, like what about having children? I'm hitting my 40s. I know I'm late at this point, And I have this social pressure too of many people around me who keep asking like, when are you having a baby? Uh, I don't know. Like I'm trying to figure my personal legend here, my personal path here what i'm doing with my life and you're asking me if i should take care of a child now is this because i'm bored that i have to do it i get in these mental circles here just go crazy but i think it would be nice to have other people's experiences if they're going through something similar when it comes to those topics and fear of let's say another thing that i could tell you about that has to do with age too like fear of commitment, for instance. I've been in a long-term relationship for more than six years now, but that doesn't mean I'm not afraid of commitment. I don't know if I really want to get married. And it's not about the marriage because it's a paper that gives you stability. No, it's about the idea of, oh, do I really see myself with this person for the rest of my entire life? I don't think that's an easy decision. At least I don't think about it that way. So I wish I could share more Opinions of people going through something like this. Talk about the influence of family. For instance, in my culture, plays a very important role. So I know that if I talk to people from Latin America, they're going to have uh, a lot to say about this when it comes to how attached the family relationships are to every individual's life in Latin America and religion. Family and religion in Latin America are very important topics, but they are also taboo in some ways. And that, I want to go deep into that because it's going to just open a lot of very interesting conversations. I want to summarize by telling you that you've heard it from me here. I want to talk about the experience of being from where you are or where I am. How does that relate to what you're searching in life right now? If you have not found something yet, what can we do? to help find it. If you had been through struggles related to your race, your culture, your upbringing, your social status, family, like I said, religion, politics, daily life struggles, all of this, I want to talk about it and just talk about it in a very chill way, open way. And of course, giving it that little twist of being from Latin America and how does that relate to where I'm from, I want to express my entire gratitude for those of you who have listened so far or watched and keep joining me on this journey because this is a journey that I decided to start and it's going to keep going. Now, I just opened the door here and you're invited to join me in this journey. The idea is to have regular co-hosts at some point, people who become more regular joining me and then invite people who I could consider interesting and you can consider interesting because I am inviting you as well to suggest any topics that you want to listen here, or people you think I should just reach out to. I cannot guarantee that they're going to say yes because who am I, right? But maybe some people would say yes, it's only 45 minutes of their time at most so I hope they say yes, and we can keep sharing experiences and perspectives and conversations together. And because I'm a woman, I'm going to be putting a bit of extra segments there that, I don't know, might help a little bit, like having a product review, whether it's skincare, beauty product, or just a regular product that a co-host or an invite likes to use and just review it as to why do they like it. Why do they prefer it? Or if they had a bad experience with a particular product too, why not mention it? And breakdown of memes or posts, because this is going to be interesting. Sometimes I find that it's so scary funny because I relate to some of them so much. They just hit the nail when it comes to certain memes that you're like laughing, but uh, deep down you're like, ha ha ha, it's funny. But it's real, like I'm really going through this or I've been there or I understand what this is talking about. So just put like a short segment on that so we can have fun discussing and breaking them down. Thank you for being with me today. You can contact me through all the social media links that are just at the bottom of this episode, TikTok, YouTube. We also have Instagram account, Facebook page. And of course, the platforms for the podcast, which is Spotify, Apple Podcasts. So thank you again. And I invite you to stay tuned and I'll see you next time. Bye.